Lord, you are so good to us. You sent the word in the, in, in the flesh through your son, Jesus. And you didn't just tell us you love us, you showed us you love us. And you continue to show us each and every day through the work of your spirit, through the redeeming power that you have in your word and in all that you are. We stand before you, we, we come before you this day as your followers, your disciples, eager to start the day the way you want us to, to start the, the school year the way you want us to, to just get into the path that you would have us to take and just set the world on fire for you. And so we give this time to you and ask that the words spoken would be words from you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. It's Promotion Sunday. I always loved, loved, loved going back to school, primarily because I got to go shopping for a new wardrobe. But I loved going back to school, too, because we could learn. And one of the things that, um, one of the things that I loved about learning was I would always have a teacher that would, that would have some sort of phrase or motto that would get me going and, and stick with me throughout the year. And so I want to share with you um, a mnemonic device. Teachers use mnemonic devices. And I want to share with you one for you to carry with you, whether you are a student or a parent, whether you um, have, have a career, whether you're working inside your home, whether you are um, lost and finding your way, whatever it is, this is, a, this is advice that I want to give to you as we kick off a new year. Now, for those who don't know what a mnemonic device is, it's things like this, and you're going to have to sing with me. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, come on. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my ABCs. Thank y'all for singing with me. See, it's easy. You know it. And I just took you back to first grade, right? Or kindergarten? Well, today our mnemonic device is one, two, buckle my shoe. That's right. One, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, shut the door. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Except we're going to call it a big fat hen. So let's get started. One, two, buckle my shoe. It all starts the second that you put your feet on the floor. The second that you're getting ready to go out the door and you bend to put your shoes on or you sit to put your shoes on. We don't just prepare ourselves physically. We don't just put on an outfit to go out the door. But we put on a mindset. And for every day that we are given through the grace of God, we can get up and prepare ourselves spiritually. According to the Psalms, the morning is the most important part of the day. I want y'all to read these with me. In the morning, O oh Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. O oh Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto you, and I will look up. I cry to you for help, O oh Lord. In the morning my prayer comes before you. 
Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love where I have put my trust in you. I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. And we could go on. The Psalms remind us that every day we have two choices. We can get up and we can be determined to enjoy the day, to thank God for the day that he has given us. Or as a teacher friend of mine says, you can get up and you can at least pretend to enjoy the day. Lots of us pretend, but I, I'll tell you, on the days that I get up and I'm not feeling great, if, I'm, if I just put myself in it and I act like I'm going to enjoy the day, pretty soon I'm enjoying the day. It's pretty awesome to adopt an attitude like that and find the ways that God will bless us. I want to share with you a, um, a video from a little girl named Jessica. And this is how she starts her day. I'm going to challenge you to start your day this way. So let's watch. Look, I can be a shark now. My whole house is great. I can do anything good. I like my school. I like anything. I like my dad. I like my cousins. I like my aunts. I like my Allisons. I like my mom. I like my sisters. I like my dad. I like my say that one you know what, a, what you can't leave the house without a smile on your face if you get up and you face the day with exuberance and joy and God has given us many 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 gifts so every day when we get up we're going to prepare ourselves not just to go out the door but we're going to prepare our hearts to go out the door and to do so joyfully so that's one, two, buckle my shoe, and next four we have three, four, shut the door. Luke 9, 62 tells us that if you go to plow a field and you look back, you are unfit for the kingdom. If you are rowing a boat, you don't do like my friend Kim and I did in canoe class and go down the rapids backwards because you're not paying attention to what you're doing. You row forwards. So you can get somewhere. We find ourselves in a position of the past. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Which one is easier to change? The betrayal and assassination of Julius Caesar in 44 BC or the mistake you made this morning? Can you change either one? No. You can't change either one. You can do something about what's coming forward and what's, what lies ahead. And so we, we trust, and we trust God to help us take those steps forward. If you've ever watched the wake of a boat, the boat's going forward and the wake is doing this. 
The wake doesn't determine the path of the boat. The boat determines the wake. So what is behind us is determined about how we move forward, how we've prepared, and we can't do anything about that wake that's left behind us except for change our course and change the wake that's to come. So we, we have talked before about what it means to be a cheerleader and some of y'all will remember a video that I showed it's it's been a while but it was about a football team of young men who were in prison and they were playing a high school team I'm seeing heads nod y'all remember this and and they went and the the they played a high school team that was local and one of the teachers at that school thought about the fact that they had never had anybody cheer for them and so what they did was they took about half of their fans and they lined them up and when this football team came in from the prison they had cheerleaders and these kids are looking around going wait a minute you that that's for the home team not for us and then they saw those fans go get in the stands and they cheered when they would score and it made a difference in the lives of those kids and those kids says nobody had ever cheered for them nobody had ever loved them they couldn't change that, but they could change their future. And that teacher changed the hearts of a lot of those folks who stepped up and gave them a second chance. So what do we have next? We have one, two, buckle my shoe. Three, four, shut the door. And five, six is? How many of you have picked up sticks in your yard before? Raise your hands. Is that not long, tedious work? I mean, and you find the ones that are like this big. And then you find the ones that are this big. And you are frustrated by both of them. But the details matter. The details are important. Sometimes we think that, that picking up sticks is just a futile activity. That they're just going to be there again tomorrow. That tree's just going to drop more sticks. But that's okay. We pick up those, too. And it always feels like we might not be getting anywhere, but I promise you we are. There's an old saying that a journey of a thousand miles begins with what? One step. Yeah, that's right. So one step can make all the difference in the world. Mother Teresa wrote these words. Read them with me. The good you do today will be forgotten by them tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough for them. Give your best anyway. If you are kind, they may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are generous, they may take advantage of you. Be generous anyway. What you spend years building, they may destroy overnight. Build anyway. In the final analysis, it's not between you and them anyway. powerful what you do matters I have a friend who um, was a youth director in the 80s and and he 
recently posted a group picture of his youth group, and he was up in the D.C. area. He recently posted a group picture of the youth group on Facebook and, and tagged one or two of the youth and said, hey guys, help me figure out who, these, who they are. I, I didn't write down the names, and I want to get the names on the pictures. And one of the guys named Chris emailed him, and he said, I'm so grateful you contacted me. I have looked for you for years. I wanted to tell you what I'm doing with my life and let you know that you made the difference for me. Now this youth director didn't think he had touched Chris at all in any way with the ministry that he had. But come to find out, Chris was working in a way that was just changing lives left and right. And he said, if I hadn't had you as my youth director, if you hadn't gone every single time and told us that we were loved, if you hadn't gone every single time and told us that God loves us, if you hadn't come every single time and said, you can do amazing things through the power of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be where I am today. So thank you for those reiterations over and over again. You made the difference in my life. These little nursery rhymes that we have, they help us in ways that we can't even imagine. I imagine Chris is taking and sharing what he was given by my friend, changing lives even more. So let's review. We've got one, two. Y'all say that louder. One, two. Three, four. Five, six. Seven, eight, lay them straight. Laying them straight is all about having integrity. Integrity, character, it speaks to who we are down deep. If you squeeze an orange, what comes out of it? Orange juice. You're not going to get apple juice out of an orange. You're going to get orange juice. What comes out of you when you're squeezed? What are you made of when you're under pressure? The refiner's fire is intense. We, we come and we, um, we stand before it and we stand in it. And um, there's a story about a, a Sunday school class that really dug deep into this. And they wanted to know what that meant about the refiner's fire. So they went to a silversmith and the silversmith said, I keep it in the fire until I can see a reflection of myself. A reflection of the maker. Sometimes we're in that fire until God is seen and our flaws no longer are. Challenge proves character. We're going to, in a few minutes, watch a video that's going to summarize all of this, and especially this particular point is driven home in that video. So we've got one, two, buckle my shoe, which means we prepare ourselves physically and spiritually for the day. Three, four, shut the door. We don't, don't worry about the past. Remember Matthew 6 tells us don't worry about what you'll eat or drink. God has it. God can change you going forward. You can change going forward. Five, six, pick up sticks. The details matter. And seven, eight, lay them straight. We need integrity. 
910, a big fat hen. Now, what do we do with a big fat hen? We eat it, somebody said. Maybe. I've heard that chicken is the gospel bird, so who knows. Um, but no, 910, a big fat hen. A big fat hen is blessed. It's been fed and provided for. It's not blessed if it ends up on the dinner table, I suppose, but it's a blessing. There you go. It continues to be a blessing. So what do we talk about? Do we talk about our blessings? Do we talk about good or bad things? What's in your conversation? What kind of words do you use? Most studies show that we complain more than we do see our blessings and talk about those. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 asks us, what do we have in our life? that is not a gift. Think about the blessings that we have in contrast to the rest of the world. 92% of the world's population does not own a car. 1.3 billion people in the world live on less than a dollar a day. Around 3 billion lack access to health care or basic sanitation. 1.1 billion live without clean drinking water. 840 million, three times the population of the U.S., are starving. 90% of the world's population doesn't even have the equivalent of a high school diploma. How many people in here have a graduate degree? You don't have to raise your hands, but, I mean, think about it. 99.98% don't have master's degrees. If you have a master's degree, you are in the 0.02% of the population in the world. We are blessed. It's phenomenal the ways that God blesses us and how we get up and greet every day and embrace those blessings like Jessica. Her house is a blessing. Her family's a blessing. Her curly hair is a blessing. We, we, we can start off our day with hope. We can start off our day with the Psalms and, and remembering that with each and every new morning come, comes new mercies from God. That's a beautiful thing. And as we step forward and go forward and, and close the door on things we can't change and as we, we pay attention to the details and pick up those sticks and as we lay things straight and as we do things right in the course of our day and remember our blessings we can go and change quite a bit our verse for this sermon and I threw you Nick I'm sorry um, is Colossians 3 23 and 24 and it reminds us that we are working for the Lord so read this with me work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. This whole mnemonic device helps us to do that. But if using that today helped you remember, that's an even greater reminder for you to carry with you along with that verse. 
I want to tell you um, about a gentleman who embraces Louis Armstrong's words of when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. And what a wonderful world and all those lyrics that make us smile. His name is Dick Hoyt, and he and his wife had um, several children, and one of those children was born um, and had some brain damage in the process of being born, and he was, um, he was paralyzed and, and disabled and had to be in a wheelchair, and, and he had, could not speak. And at one point in his life, they, they got him hooked up with a, with a device that would help him to speak through a computer. And when he was talking to his parents one day, he said he wanted to participate in a 5K for a young man who had been paralyzed that he knew. And he said, I can't run. And his dad said, I can. So his dad put him in a chair. And they ran. Now, his dad was out of shape, but it didn't matter. He made it. They thought he was just going to go like maybe 50 feet and turn off and be like, okay, we ran in it. But no, he finished the whole thing. They would run thousands of miles together, do triathlons together, and he would be, just like we sang about God being a good, good father, he modeled what it was to be a good, good father. He, he took that child, and his child said that when his dad was running with him, his disability disappeared. The ironic thing is that Dick Hoyt had a heart attack. If he hadn't been exercising with his son, he would have died. But he is still here today, still working with his son. Rick Hoyt, the son, was asked what one thing he would do first if he could walk and talk and lead a normal life. He said, I would put my dad in that chair, and I would run with him. And I would put him in that boat, and I would swim with him. And I would put him on that bike, and I would bike with him. It's a great love between a father and a son. Sometimes we get up in the morning, and we're paralyzed by the things that lay before us. Sometimes we get up and we are paralyzed by the past or the to-do list we have and all the details of the day. Sometimes we just have a hard time keeping things in the road. And sometimes we focus on that negative instead of the positive. But there's a whole world of joy waiting for us if we will embrace what Colossians tells us to work as if we're working for the Lord, to remember that he has an inheritance for us that we will receive. So we're going to roll through that device one more time. I'm going to see if y'all, I mean, this is your test. The school year has started, so you get a test. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, Y'all say it with enthusiasm. Seven, eight. Nine, ten. A big fat hen. We are blessed with a God who loves us. 
Would you pray with me? Gracious and heavenly Lord, you are a good, good Father. We are your grateful children for all that you have given us and especially for the joy of Jesus Christ that you have placed in our lives and in our hearts. We ask that you would take this church and, and just have us go forward to let the world know that you are alive and well and that you have all kinds of wonderful things in store for us regardless of what our day ahead looks like. Challenges, obstacles, none of that matters when we have you. Nothing is impossible with you. And we stand before you asking that every morning we would see your mercies. We come before you to this table that has been set. We ask that you would just pour your spirit out on, this, on these elements of grain and grape that you would help us to remember the words of your son Jesus as he spoke to the disciples that night after breaking bread and told them to take and to eat it, that it was his body broken and given for them and for us, that we would remember the words he spoke over the cup as he gave thanks for the cup and he, he lifted it before you and, and instructed them to drink from that cup as often as they could, that it was symbolic of his love for us, of his blood that would be poured out for us for the forgiveness of sins. And so we come this day because someone told the story to someone who told the story to someone who told the story, and so on. May we never stop telling the story in whatever way we can, whether it's a mnemonic device, whether it's, it's the way we live our life, whether it's the words we speak or the passing of a Bible along to another person. We ask that you would be in it all. So we come to your table, grateful that you love us in spite of our faults. It's in your name we pray. Amen.